0: June 2021, I have been as intimidated to do this podcast as I was watching *Tendant*, knowing full well that I'm not going to understand it. Joining me today, DJ Spooky Red, Matthew Lawn. Welcome back once again. How you doing? All right, all right, all right. McConaughey. And you to the show. Daniel, why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you?
1: I am Daniel. Greetings, everyone.
0: That's not uh, much of an intro. You got
1: really to hype yourself up. I don't know. I, I'm kind of nervous. Uh, greetings, everyone. I'm here. I The don't Human know what to Encyclopedia. This guy. Uh, Matt calls me a, a man who has a database head. I can just recall names and numbers, whatever. It might be a superpower. But I love films, and I guess that's what I'm
2: here to talk about. Could be a good character in a Nolan film, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be Movie Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so listen, we are here to talk Christopher Nolan. Um, maybe you don't know who that is, but guaranteed you have seen many of his movies. We're going to touch on all of them, but specifically his newest Tenet. Mm-hmm. It was confusing. It was polarizing. It was controversial. It was a little intimidating, as is this pod trying to discuss it, because people are going to really realize that I did not understand the movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, got I got a couple, got a couple
0: no. guys here who I think did better than me. We're going to get right into it. Hope you enjoy. This is the Inquisitor Bro Podcast. All right, let's go. Alright, so as we teed it up in the intro, Christopher Nolan. Now you may not recognize the name, you may even not recognize the face, Um, but you've definitely seen a lot of his work recently. Big time director and writer. Guys, what may people have seen him in? I mean, like who hasn't seen the Dark Knight trilogy?
2: I mean... uh, Probably
1: one of the best superhero movies of all time. Yeah, Shaped
2: superhero movies.
0: Definitely my favorite mm-hmm. like superhero movie of all time. Mm-hmm. It's I think up it Takes a the cake for me. Yeah, without a doubt. And there's a reason for that. And we're gonna get into that when we talk about why Nolan is so great. Absolutely. But what else? Like big names. Like so, he's done Inception. That oh, was yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, Interstellar. Matthew mm-hmm. yeah. That was him. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Tenant, which we're gonna get into. Mm-hmm. Some people might know
1: Prestige or Prestige. Dunkirk. Prestige. Yeah, yep. Dunkirk, and Prestige. One of his earlier ones, Memento. But I th- we'll get into it.
2: We'll get I into. Mean, it. I like Memento. That's a Memento's That's a cool one. one. I yeah. mean, th- all of his movies are great. I mean, what's not because to like I remember seeing Memento why... for the first time. Yeah, and I was like,
1: I've never like I I was lost, but I didn't feel Tenant level lost. It was. It made sense as it went, even though it was following two timelines, mm. but we'll, we'll get into it, I guess.
0: Yeah. So spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about the endings of many, many movies. Many movies. So if you want to take a crack at Christopher Nolan and haven't seen it, then uh, I would assume you would come back to this at a later time.
1: Uh uh-huh. mm. So stop listening. Yeah. No, never
0: mind. <laughs> but I realized
1: in talking about Nolan, I was looking at some movies. Mm-hmm. I never saw Insomnia.
2: You never saw it? Okay. Have you guys yeah. seen that? I've no. seen it. I've seen it. It's like it's very not seeable. Like uh-huh. you don't have to see it. It's not required. Nolan watching, um, but it, it's a it's a good movie. Like it's a, it's okay. I mean, it's it's like bad Al Pacino days. You know when it's like early two thousands
0: where he was just like. There were some dark Al Pacino days. Yeah. Did anybody true. see, uh, what's it, Julia and Juliet? What's the Sandler one? No. But you know oh, what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, so he
1: plays, uh, he plays like his aunt? Or his sister. So something like something that. Like. It's, it's so sad to see. I don't yeah, understand.
2: I Late, don't, like 90s to early 2000s, Al Pacino was just bad. Well, and that's where... to like... That, true, you know? true. The cold, know. ice cold. <laughs> yeah. Ice cold, man. Like, yeah. was he his last good film? Like, nah, he's got to do some things. Be, I mean, like before. I mean, obviously, we have n- his new. Gen- like, he's, oh, he's making I- a resurgence now. Irishman. Yeah. I mean, he's making yeah. a resurgence now. Right. But like, was he his last of his early days? Yeah, I think, I so. think so.
1: Could be. I lost but, track with uh, with all the screaming and. Yeah. You know, Pacino being Pacino. Yeah. But
0: Nolan track. though. I mean, let's
1: (laughs) talk about the guy. Let's talk about the guy. So why why Nolan?
0: Why why are we doing the Nolan pod? What Mm -hmm. makes him special as opposed to other big directors that we may have seen, the Spielbergs, the Camerons? Why do we love Nolan? Like, I think he's a man of the people
2: Like Mm -hmm. at at the end of the day. Like, he's making films for film lovers, but he's making films for like, just the regular people. Like, these are big blockbusters. He made The Dark Knight, but he made The Dark Knight sick. Like, he made Batman not just some... Oh, look at my nipples. Like, he made uh, him, like, <laughs> he made him, like, this dark, gritty, like. Yeah. He made uh, us forget about the nipples. Yeah, right? he made it, exactly. And then he, like, <laughs> didn't he, like, hint at the nipples in the movie, too? But then Maybe. it was, just, like, and then it was, like, uh, but. uh No, he he re-de- he redefined a lot of he way people de- see Batman. He redefined how people can watch superhero movies. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We're talking about like, oh, Spider-Man is like swinging, you know, right. making jokes. And then it's like now. And that now. was the early days of superhero movies. Yes. You know? He changed the game for superhero yeah. movies. He opened the way. But um, even before that, he was making great films. Yeah. He was so making true. great films. Mento. So true. Uh, like, even Insomnia. Like, but, you know. And I, th- mean.
1: I think we're talking about him too. It's because like, no matter how big of a movie he has. I still feel like he's an indie filmmaker. Yes. Like he has, he has yes. these huge, complex ideas. Mm-hmm. He doesn't treat the audience like we're all stupid. He yeah. makes
0: mainstream movies without mainstream plots. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And He, do, he plays both hands perfectly, yeah. which is what yeah. I like, right? Yeah. Because you know me, I got like the Avengers, not my thing. I'm not a big blockbuster guy because mm-hmm. I find that they tailor to a wider audience yes. and then they lack on the script, yes. on the story, and I don't really like that. So yeah. you kind of got to go to the indies, the smaller mm-hmm. releases, the not as popular to get that real deep story. I find he's one of the few directors which is able to do both and I have some theories as to why that is. If you'd Ooh. like to hear him, let me know. 100% to hear it. We, we want to
2: hear it. And the thing is, with that, it's like, the reason why he's doing both, the reason why he can do that is because he has the budget to do it. He's the only mm-hmm. person who's making those indie films with a m- insane
0: Massive scale budget. budget. Yeah, do you know why that is? Because other directors go to Warner Brothers and they go to Fox and they go, listen, I want to make this great movie and I'm going to need you know $200 million. And they go, what's the script? And it's mm-hmm. like, is it a superhero movie? No. Not interested, right? Yeah. Like, they yeah. know, the boxers, they know what is going to sell. Mm-hmm. And Nolan sells, but it's it's selling in a different way that, you know, like a Michael Bay will sell at a movie 100%. theater. 100%. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like, with him, and and he started so, in like, very indie. Like, he has the same producers. He has the mm. same, his wife works with them. His brother still works with them. Mm. He uses Hans Zimmer all the time. Like, it's the same, it's like a group of friends. Mm-hmm. They yeah. keep getting good jobs together. They keep going together.
0: Here, here's and my theory as to why... Um, he is so special. Tell us. You know the expression how the result is greater than the sum of its parts? Mm. The reason I think Nolan is Nolan is because he's not outsourcing multiple aspects of the movie. He's not only the director, he's typically also the writer. Yes. Um, he uses similar um, ancillaries. Hans Zimmer is a reoccurring, mm. right? Yep. The score is very, very important to how you emotionally feel about the movie. And some of his best and biggest work. Hans is going to be there. Mm. Well, I just says. feel like he has a almost a cookie cutter mold into where he knows what he's bringing to the table, he knows what other people are bringing to the table, and the sum of them together is greater than if he were to write a script for somebody else to direct or if Hans Zimmer were to provide a score for somebody else's movie. The fact that this is almost the Nolan package right. that you're getting, right. which I believe is like a little bit of a, there's a method to the madness. These come together, they create what is the Nolan movies we are used to.
1: Like you're saying, if Nolan wrote and directed only, if he wrote and directed only, it wouldn't be the same product.
0: Wouldn't be the same product. Or if he wrote a script for somebody else to direct, wouldn't yeah. be the same product. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear
1: that. I hear that. He's he's definitely a unique kind of artist. Like with him, I think, I think he needs to be put in like like a box as an artist. Like I think someone needs to. This is gonna sound kind of weird, but I think someone needs to put him, say, okay, your art. Can go in this box, but nothing can go outside of this box. But I think if he has no box, do you follow, kind of? <laughs> no, it I, sounds great. I follow. It's not making sense. If, I follow. If he has no box and he has all the freedom, I think it can...
2: Like He needs to be, be reined in, is
0: what
1: you're sort saying. Sort of. Need, and it yeah. can be very confusing, hence... I see where tenet. you're going this, is an ex- this, this guy
0: kicking the segways <laughs> right here I see where he's going he's leading up to make his own point about the movie we're going to discuss yeah
1: like we, we haven't even said Tenet yet except for the beginning and
0: Whoa, okay can I go for it? it
1: I
2: want
0: to say something first rule about Tenet is you don't talk about Tenet that's, that's no. correct yeah. <laughs> well said Fight Club and Tenet I'm going to ask you Dan I'm going to ask you this question based on what you just said Yeah. was Tenet mm-hmm. too Nolan-y of a Nolan movie yeah,
1: yeah you think like, so when I when I finished the film I was wondering, I'm like, is Christopher Nolan okay? Has someone checked up on Christopher Nolan? Has he had a nervous breakdown? Is he good? Because this movie, to me, seemed so out of control, so Nolan-y, but to major faults. Like, it's, it's like he he got a complicated plot, script, like he normally does, and he intentionally made it more complicated.
0: Right. Even that's that's why I felt. Even though he wrote
2: the script.
1: Even though he wrote the script. Yeah. So.
2: I think I think we gotta we got we, go we, we gotta go back okay. We gotta go back. We gotta before we gotta dive in on Tenant because it's just it's just so big. Okay. It's so big. Tenet is the culmination of all of Nolan's <laughs> fantasies. Mm-hmm. This is this is the thing. I feel Definitely. like Tenet is the culmination of everything we've seen so far with the the Nolan fanboys with the the unlimited budgets and everything. It's like okay how do we get here with the what borderline is, science sci-fi yeah, action absolutely aspect. all of his things all of his is Nolanisms. Mm-hmm. how do we get here what is like what drew us to him because that's what drew everybody to him so what is our favorite nolan films
1: okay rewind all right let's, let's go because it was it was gonna, it was gonna go who's, down a rabbit hole Matthew, I, I know who's taking like, it? me and Matt, take a, it take it
2: favorite nolan film like, That's is tough. this
1: a, is this, you're saying it, it's solid or can you name a couple?
2: I mean, I, I'm going to have to name a couple because I can't just pinpoint it. But, okay. uh, but like, like, like I just love, uh, almost, uh, the, perf- like it's, I think it's probably close to a perfect movie. Uh, the prestige,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think it's pretty close to a perfect movie. I mean, I was, I was just in preparation for this. I was, I was rewatching it a little bit. And I was just like, there's so many things that are set up right at the beginning, that are payoff right at the end, things that are like, they're written in there for you to pick up later, that, and, and when you rewatch it, everything makes sense, there's all, so much meta, mm-hmm. there's so much meta, like, it is literally a movie that is using magicians to describe filmmakers, <sighs> Yeah. Like it's yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable, but it's told in such a simplistic and like and he's great dangling movie things way. in front of your face. Yeah. yeah. And but it's just a movie about like revenge essentially, about somebody you know being be, be about be, someone messing with your creative process <clears throat> and and messing with your your life, yeah. your woman, like he, he you know. So it's just it's it's just such a I think it's just a perfect movie. Um I like that pick. There's no... I, I can't name a fault about that movie. Like, what's wrong? You have David you know, Bowie David in that Bowie, movie, bro. That's what I'm saying. David Bowie is in that movie. So, I mean... There's As Tesla. Tesla. He's playing Tesla, He's Tesla. isn't he? He's yeah, Tesla. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's just that. an amazing movie. But uh, A Close Second is The Dark Knight. Um... Uh, I mean that's as close a perfect movie as you can get as well and it's and it's redefined the superhero genre uh, those are my top two but I love 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 In- interstellar I love 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 Inception mm. I love Tenet. I mean <laughs> I love you're all gonna, those you're films. Say them all
0: I love all those films but uh, those two I think they're perfect movies can I take a quick quick side detour because I tr- also love the Dark Knight trilogy mm-hmm. um, no. not only as a superhero movie but as yes. a movie. Mm. I don't yes. need to qualify it as a superhero movie. Sure. Fantastic trio of movies. And yes, you're right. I think that did set a precedent for a new era of superhero movies that we had not seen before. How come DC, when launching their own, you know, competitive landscape to Marvel, mm-hmm. why did they not stick with the dark undertone that the Dark Knight provided and they went more of the Marvely comedic side with Affleck? Because Trust also- Trust. Trust. Trust in their director. And
1: I think, um, what do they say? Comparison is a thief of joy. I think they were comparing themselves to Marvel the whole time. They were, they took the the whole yeah. creative process out of making the film. They took the joy out of it and tried to just copy Marvel. These team ups, these big.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: These, these big, weird spectacles, it just didn't fit right.
0: It was too rushed. It was Why did you say trust? Explain
2: that. Mm. Because, well, think about what happened, right? Daniel's talking about the studios getting involvement, right? Because they were saying like, oh, we have to be like Marvel. Instead of trusting in their director, who they chose, Zack Snyder, who was doing a fine job mm-hmm. and who had a, a broad vision and just like Nolan had a broad vision and they just didn't let him play his game. And if you just let him play his game, everything would have been fine. You would have had your own little universe mm-hmm. to compete with Marvel. And it would have been different. It would have been your own thing. But they didn't trust in their creative directors. They decided it has to be this way to reach certain budgets and certain uh, whatever else. And, and it all fell apart. And they still they still haven't picked up the pieces. Mm-hmm. Do you think Justice League Snyder Cut did that? Absolutely. Well, yeah, if they choose to keep going. But if they just leave it as the Snyder Cut, which there's cut, talks they might. Oh, I mean, how can you they not? After the success of the might. Snyder Cut, you have to keep going. Yeah. So hopefully there's hope still. But DC still hasn't picked up the pieces. Yeah. Now they have three universes. They have the verse, They got the the verse. They got the there's you know like Pattinson, this, Pattinson, then, Pattinson, Pattinson, Pattinson Like so many. It's and, and so they they still don't know what they're Could doing.
1: We give him a name, Robert Pattinson. Oh, oh B- this guy. Can we say that. You how can would, say that
2: already. How has that not been said already? That's great. You heard it here. Heard it here first. I think, Inquisitive, bro.
1: I think it's so weird after they trusted a person so much, like mm. Nolan, to change it completely. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just give the, the other guy a shot? Yeah. You know wh- where did that trust go? I
2: was saying, and and, that's, you know? and it seems like Nolan trusted Zach.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he produced uh, all of Zack Snyder's Dark Knight movies, even a Man of Steel. Pretty sure. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 And so it's like, how are you not going to just continue that process? How are you not going to let the man breathe? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. It's it's pretty dumb. But, um, like, look, they would not
1: let Zack Snyder cast a guy like Heath Ledger as Joker. But they let uh, Christopher Nolan do that. Yep. You know what I mean? I remember when that happened. That was a long time ago. Everyone was like, no one could see it. Like, Heath Ledger, what are you talking about? This guy from 10 Things I Hate About You? You know, this guy's a heartthrob.
2: <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? But they trusted in yeah. Nolan. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And look what the, the results. Epicness forever. Big time.
0: You were going to give us real quick your second... Dark yeah, Knight. Dark was Knight. His? Oh, that was second. Number two, right? Yeah,
2: Prestige yeah. And, and Dark Knight. Yeah, nice. The only flaw, I think, is is Rachel, uh, Rachel's replacement. <laughs> I mean, like it, it's pretty unbelievable that he would be into Maggie Gyllenhaal after <laughs> um, when he's dealing with all these uh, models and uh, yeah, you know, I uh, like Bal- Russian I like ballets, Marge, bro. <laughs> Marge. They call her Margie. She's not the one. Maybe I'm just not try- the one, Maybe no. you're just trying to get the Jake. And <laughs> I mean, I'd go for Jacob and Maggie, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> Poor Maggie.
2: Poor Maggie. Dan,
0: over to you, man. Why, why oh, Nolan? What, yeah. what brought you to Nolan? Yeah. Why are we here discussing this right now? Let me
1: think, man.
0: Because Nolan is special.
1: Yeah, he like, is We're special. not here just
0: talking about any director. There's many great directors. Yeah. But we're going to get into what Nolan makes Nolan, but I want to know what makes him for you. Okay. So,
1: I won't say my favorite yet, but what makes it for me? I remember when I was kind of getting into film. I was spending a lot of time watching all kinds of movies. I remember I saw Memento, like for the first time. I think that was the first Nolan movie I saw, actually. And I remember seeing nothing like it. I remember hearing about it in like film festivals or whatever. But I saw, I didn't see anything like it. So I looked for things um, that he made. And I found something called The Following. It's his first movie. It was on YouTube when I saw it. And it was very interesting. It was about a guy who was being followed the whole time. I might spoil this. And he couldn't find out why he was being followed. Why he was being followed? Sorry. And he found out that he was being followed by a guy who's addicted to following people. But the guy <laughs> who was following him was trying to set up the guy he was following to make it look like he robbed a bank. So he's trying to mimic his lifestyle. That was his purpose of
2: following him. And he I was thought, following the main character to make him to set him up.
1: <laughs> I, feel, yeah. I feel like I could have said that in a better way, but yeah. whatever. Um. And he just kept making films that I've never... I haven't seen before. Like, they're very different, very fresh. Unique. The word unique. you're looking
0: for is unique. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. even new movies, you've seen them before. Uh-huh. That's the problem with that I have mostly with Marvel, mm-hmm. right? It's an entirely new movie, new cast, new superheroes. I've seen this movie before. Right. It's been done and done and done. It's cookie cutter. Cookie cutter. Yeah. Nolan somehow, in the year 2020, continues to come out with new, fresh script ideas. Right.
1: No, exactly. Exactly. I'm
0: excited for a Nolan film.
1: Me too. No, me too. Um, it's a it's a spectacle.
2: It's an event. Yeah. It's, it's a, an it's event. a big it's an event.
1: event. And I think I think um I saw Prestige later. Mm. I'm pretty sure with you.
2: It's quite possible.
1: I love the Dark Knight trilogy like you were saying. It's incredible. Like I, I sometimes I think I watch it once a year just to feel better. You know what I mean? It yeah. just it just brings me up or like it's it has something so Huge energy. Yeah. Huge energy. Huge energy. Yeah. But my favorite, um, it's got it to be Interstellar.
0: Yeah. Thank you. It has to be Interstellar. Thank you, my just, guy. I mean,
1: it's it's glorious, and then to base everything on love. Come on, I'm a sucker.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm a sucker right. for love.
2: You know what I mean? See that that is see that is the and fault. that's very any because I varied. feel like the
1: guy sometimes has no emotions.
0: Yes, yes. You know, so <laughs> yeah.
1: That was I don't know. I, I get emotional with Interstellar. It's no,
0: <sighs> he the emotion of Interstellar is. Not only real, but the fact that it was a space movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If I told you, listen, you're going to get real emotional about a space movie, mm-hmm. you're going, why? Somebody yeah. blow up or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> but like, man, when I when I first saw that, I was like, who is this guy that put this movie together? How did you get me so emotionally drawn mm-hmm. into this dude's story to save the planet? We've seen many save the planet movies. Sure. Also, a big fan of Armageddon.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. We'll do a separate part on Classic. that. Don't get me started. Classic. Love that
0: movie. But we've seen people save the world before, sure, right? But right, you never have that emotional attachment. The bond that he had with his daughter and the, the critical... Come on, Murph! Yeah, Murph. man. Like, the stakes were so high. What he sacrificed all that time, right? Mm. When she gets back on the video log and she goes, you left brutal. us. What, brutal. Did he, what did
1: Matthew McConaughey, say, Matthew McConaughey say in the beginning? He's like... We used to look to the skies. What did he say? He's like, we used to in look wonder. To the, In we wonder. In wonder. Now we just worry about our place in the dirt. Like, yeah. it was just so profound. You know, Period. looking for another place that we need to live because we ruined everything here.
2: It's a beautiful movie. And it
1: was such a huge, huge idea, huge movies that it just brought it so small back to love.
2: You guys don't understand. Like, I put it number three, but it's like, it's easily number one as well. But like, if we're talking perfect, Anyway it's I love that movie whatever you you like tenant interstellar was the first was the first (laughs) (laughs) what do you know (laughs) interstellar was the first movie that I actually my jaw literally dropped in the Mm -hmm. theater when I saw them going through that black hole and I was just smiling and then Matt Damon comes out of nowhere I was like it literally that whole movie blew my mind and I remember waiting for that movie and it just surpassed all expectations like
0: yeah that, movie, I mean, I love that, that movie, movie made me very cognizant of my own mortality because there was many times mm. when you're watching a movie and time goes by, but you're not really getting the sense of how that affects you. But the fact that because of the different gravitational forces of the different places that they visited, time was moving differently for different people, mm. it really made mm. me cognizant of the fact that time is going very, very quickly and yet, you may not be making the most of it. Remember when uh, when McConaughey and Hathaway went to the water planet? And mm-hmm. a little blip in the yeah. plan cost yeah. them, I think it was seven minutes. Mm-hmm. But when they went back to their buddy on the ship, it was like, it was like 13 years or yeah. something, right? He yeah. had gray hairs. and I, Yeah. That, that hit me hard. Yeah. That yeah. was,
2: yeah. was great. Like, it's safe to say this is your favorite Nolan movie as well?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of Dark Knight Trilogy, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. if I had to pick a single movie... Yeah. Um, yeah, Interstellar, big for me, big it's for me. Tough choice. Should It's we, a tough, tough I, choice. Yeah. I mean, I want to get into Tenet. That's why we're here. Lots to discuss. But before we do that, there's mm. one overarching theme which makes Nolan, Nolan. Mm. And I can define it with one word. That word is time. Absolutely. Do we want to touch on why time? Why, why does he use it? How he uses it? Maybe we can just talk about some of the movies he uses it in. We started with Memento. All of them. pretty much I feel like I've heard ticking and all basically like he is obsessed with the use of time and different ways of interpreting it different ways of engineering it Uh, and we see that kind of played out differently from Interstellar, what we just mentioned, Memento, where time is linear, but the way that we are seeing it mm-hmm. is broken up differently. Yeah. And then we get into Tenet, where time is basically just drop kicked out a window because it doesn't follow any kind <laughs> of common sense, which <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand.
1: Is does it is touch on time in Inception? Like, yeah, of oh, of course,
0: right? the dreams, the, the layers of the dreams.
2: Right.
1: Each dream
0: happened at a different time. I feel like time. we haven't
1: talked about Inception enough.
0: Right Inception now. needs deserves a whole segment. I think like, I need to mention this, though, right now. Why is Nolan so great? Because as big as Inception was and as phenomenal Mm. as a movie it was, we've been talking for 10, 15 minutes here. We did not even mention it. Mm. That is why Nolan is Nolan. I I think... You know mm -hmm. what's... It's funny that we haven't
2: mentioned uh, Inception, but I think Inception was really what solidified Nolan as a household name for people as a director. Like people watched the dark Knight and were like, Oh my God, the dark Knight!" people watched the procedure. Like, wow, that was a pretty cool magician movie. But like people weren't really talking about Nolan, like the mainstream people, like the film nerds, they all knew Nolan, of course, from those movies and stuff like this. But I feel like inception was really what skyrocketed him into a whole nother level of like, every movie this guy makes i want to see i don't even care what the name is you know what i mean like dark knight you're watching because it's batman prestige yep. you're watching because it's batman versus wolverine so like <laughs> it's sick but all these other you know but inception was really what was like all right
1: and i think what was unique about it at I- it came out after Dark Knight or mm-hmm. after Batman Begins. I don't remember when. I,
2: yeah, but it was in, it, it was
1: in between the actual trilogy, and I remember yeah. when it came out.
2: Yeah, I it was, was after Dark Knight.
1: After yeah. Dark Knight, it's like coming off of Dark Knight to make Inception. Such a, a crazy concept, planting an idea
0: mm. through a dream. Yeah.
1: What a concept!
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Matt's right about the mainstream point. Mm. The term "dream inside a dream" became a meme. Yep. it became colloquial yeah. right yeah. when something was confusing <laughs> right. people would be saying like oh Inception yes. right that Inception. Yeah, definitely. Right? It became definitely. a mainstream term and he's that right that term is a mainstream term absolutely term. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. and Inception is a great movie we could have done an Inception podcast it's 100%, 100% but again what I wanted to touch on was his use of time, time in yes. all these movies he's obsessed mm-hmm. with it he mm-hmm. decomposes it um, and I think we we touched even, on it in the intro. It was taken to the extreme in Tenet. And yeah. what's funny is even as far back... Well, like Daniel talked
2: about Memento. And you, you talked about Memento and how like it's how we view it. Even in Insomnia, it's like time... Because it takes place in Alaska where the sun doesn't set really. And it's just like bright all the time. And he can't sleep. And his perception of time starts it's getting sick. messed up. And like... So even as far back as Memento and, and and Insomnia before Batman, like he was already obsessed with time. Clearly, I mean, who makes Memento and isn't obsessed with time? Right. Um, but then, yeah, Inceptions where it really started going down the rabbit hole and was like, we gonna take, we gonna test the audience here and like, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. yeah. Because then you got um, right after that you got uh, Interstellar. Uh, well, not right after, but like, yeah, yeah, Interstellar. Batman uh Dark Knight Rises, even he's like I
1: think he's underrated Dark Knight Rises. It,
2: it, it's love and I hate I feel like everyone hates on it. Everybody has love and hate
0: for it. Who hates the Dark Knight Rises?
1: I feel a lot of people don't a they? lot
0: of people hate yeah, it. really? Like, really? like, a lot of like they were really disappointed. I don't know why. I love it. I love it. Loved I loved it. it. What was the hate?
1: I think I they, they were saying there's a lot of plot holes, a lot of loose ends. He tried plot to pack holes. so much in the movie and he didn't he didn't nail the landing. That that's what I here where i got okay I'd, okay and i, I love it. it i, I mean it, yeah.
2: every, all the performances are great but even in 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 rises like you have a little weird time thing because like there's this bomb that's going to go two, off the bridge? and then it's supposed uh, two, no, to be like boats. no in, in rises oh yeah the the, the, the boats though the absolutely in dark night but in rises you have um like the bomb, the bomb. is supposed yeah, to go yeah, off yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be in like a month and then time just kind of just flies forward and then he's like already his back is recovered now it's like how do you just recover a spinal injury like that anyways he he's always playing with time i'm so glad he's always playing playing with time like it's he's he always does it that's like yeah that's his his core tenant i would say i don't know
0: (laughs) well i mean i don't know if there's a better segue than that so are we good you want to get into it i mean so i'm gonna before we get into some of the cons of this movie, I'm gonna mm. get into what started this movie and what starts a lot of Nolan movies, which I absolutely love, and it's the big opening scene. Mm. Nolan uh loves shooting wide lens. Mm. I love viewing his movies in wide lens because IMAX. It's, it, yeah, it Ooh. sets the scene, man. Mm-hmm. You you feel something different. Absolutely. Dark Knight, Dark Knight, the bank <laughs> scene, the very first Ooh. scene I saw in on IMAX. Is unreal. One you, of the most iconic openings of all time. Yeah. And it's literally just the top of a building. But yeah. for some reason, when you see it, you go, I'm seeing something different here. Mm. Um, and then Tenet, we'll get right into it, the opera house, yep. right? Those were another thing that Nolan loves to do. He loves to get a million extras, right? Yeah, He's not <laughs> yeah. filling with any CGI nope. people. Those nope. people yeah. were all in the opera yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. And you could feel that practical those Practical effects. <laughs> yeah, I mean, practical <laughs> as in they were practically in their seats. Yes. It's, it's, it's powerful. Mm. I love the way he shoots it. I love mm-hmm. the use of extras. It gets a different vibe. Yes. It doesn't matter how good the CGI people look. Mm-hmm. Even in Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. at Heinz Field... Right when the football stadium collapses as dudes running towards the end zone, they had ten thousand people in that stand. You felt those ten thousand people in those stands would not have been the same otherwise. So anyway, that's how the movie kicks off, and that's about as far as I understood this movie. After that, everything went kind (laughs) of blank. So I don't know. Over to you guys. What What do you? Where did it go wrong? Or where did it go right? So Matthew, I'm gonna read it (laughs) off. You like the movie? He's very upset. Daniel, not so much. You triggered him. You go me and Dale uh
2: have and don't don't loved... let my opinion affect what you're saying I no, want, I want hear it. no i want to hear no i want to hear me and Dale have very opposite opinions of this movie and i think it is mainly because daniel fell asleep during the movie so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> which i did uh, but but for like that's also telling in 30 itself. seconds that's also telling in and of itself uh but like I think it like Daniel mentioned earlier that it's his it's his most Nolan movie, like pure, unadulterated, too deep in his own mind, probably uh, Nolan movie. And but I love it. Like I'm down for the ride. And I was, you know, in preparation, I was watching this again with subtitles because, yes, it needs
0: them. It needs the subtitles, people. It's a foreign film, basically. Yes. Can, can we talk it's a, about... It's basically a foreign film at we, this point. Can we talk about another Nolan calling card? And then this is something that Matt told me mm. after I watched it with Ted T- the first time, which I had not realized, and then thought back to some of the other movies he did, mm. and it's so true. Nolan has said this. At times, he wants you to feel the scene yeah. more than hear the scene. Mm-hmm. It happens in The Dark Knight. Yep. It happens many times in Inception. Remember, Inception was that there's that loud booming Darn. noise, yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes it's over dialogue. Mm-hmm, That's because right. he knows that yeah, the dialogue adds to the story, adds to the plot. But I really want you to feel the emotion that the people saying the dialogue are feeling, not necessarily what they're saying. I like that sentiment, though.
1: I just I just don't know if it comes across um, the way he wants it to, specifically okay. in Tenet. Okay. I really like that sentiment, though. Yes,
0: okay. here's here's my problem, and I'm gonna let Matt go yeah. with Tenet. It was overshadowed when I believed that the script was necessary to fully comprehending the plot. <laughs> I couldn't so, agree okay, more. I okay. cannot agree so, more.
2: So yeah. l- let me. I think. I think we. Sh- this movie deserves a little bit of a synopsis for maybe those who haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Break it down. Um, break it down. I, I actually need a synopsis. Yeah, me too. Good luck. I, <laughs> I saw I've it last night. I'm just
2: Go gonna. I'm just gonna try and wing this off of what I remember. So. Basically, there's this guy. He is the protagonist. That is actually his name in the movie. Um, He is on a mission at the beginning of the movie to secure a device for the CIA. He ends up not giving up names. They get betrayed. And he is going to... He he chooses to cyanide himself uh, rather than give up his team. That's a suicide pill, cyanide. He gets... Because of his success with his uh, cyanide pill, which was a fake uh, test, really, he is inducted into this secret organization, this even more uh, black uh, level uh, agency called Tenet. Now, this is where the plot gets crazy. So apparently in this organization called Tenet, he learns along the way as he's trying to save the world from some guy that the time is moving backwards and forwards and that he is trying to stop the world from being destroyed in some sort of, uh, implosion of time. So, and there's a man who is on the loose trying to implode time sometime in the future. Oh. And he has, tr- has to stop this man. He meets Elizabeth the uh the tallest woman ever no oh, no she she was actually cast as a giraffe initially <laughs> uh the tallest woman ever to uh who is also the uh wife of said bad man uh to try and infiltrate his organization and stop him before he can assemble all of these parts uh that gives him an algorithm to implode time <laughs> That is the... Uh, like it, that was incredibly the general, well done. Yeah, Synopsis. it was, but it
1: just it just makes me feel like uh, someone who really read a lot of things about time, maybe they read Einstein's Dreams or something, read it, and they're a kid. Like, a, a child read it, sorry, and then they tried to make a movie. Like, it sounds like a very... It just sounds outrageous. Like, even when you just said it, it just...
2: But isn't that all of his movies? Inception is it like, well, imagine true. there was a you were dreaming, and then true, some true, guys true. came in, and they're like, yeah. we're gonna steal your dreams. So <laughs> then we went into when a you deeper say with that level, voice, sure. and then we went into a deeper <laughs> level again, and then <laughs> that's how we stopped the bad guys. That's that's like all his movies are like that. That's pretty good to me though. I don't know. Where, <laughs> yeah. That, okay. That, some five-year-old kid realizes that can space, death, black trilogy, holes, that, that space and black holes are, are a thing. So, we have to save <laughs> okay. the planet. Okay, okay, So, we went And there was this black hole that took us to another planet of space where there was another black hole. <laughs> and we had to save the planet. Yeah, I mean, you, you could do that with Tenet, right? That's, yeah, why don't you, you do that voice with, with Tenet? It. Why don't
0: you voice with Tenet? So... <laughs>
2: So there's this guy, and he doesn't have a name, and he's just, he's just a guy, and he he's trying to stop this other guy from, like, blowing up time. But, like, time's kind of, like, going backwards, oh, okay. and time's going forwards, and he's trying to stop that. So when you were watching Tenet, when did you
1: decide, like, when you, when were you engaged in the movie? When were you like, whoa, this,
2: uh, is, this is it? As soon as I saw the bullet going backwards in the opera house... Mm-hmm. I was like, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. Like, let's go. Because I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't watch trailer. I hate trailers. so you went blind. I went blind. I knew that it had something to do with time. That's all I knew. And and I was like, all right, let's go. And then I saw the bullet moving backwards. I'm like, what is happening here? And even though I didn't understand the first 40 minutes of the movie,
0: I was like, I need to keep going. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to ask Daniel a similar question. When did you check out?
1: The opera house scene? Incredible. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Incredible, I thought, sorry. I thought right off the bat, you were no, like, no.
0: opera? One out. sec. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Scarred by opera. Like, that scene itself, best scene in the whole movie. Just saying that. Well. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I was like an hour and a half in. And I think... When the Russian villain, stereotypical, like, James Bond-esque, cheesy villain was introduced, I was just like, I have no idea what's going on anymore. I've don't. i I've never been that confused watching Seder, like,
0: main villain, when Seder was introduced. What's his name? Seder, wasn't it Seder? Seder? Yeah, Seder. Seder. Yeah, Seder. Yeah, Seder. yeah Seder.
1: Seder. Um, When he was introduced, I felt like... I, I had no idea what I was watching. I didn't know... What the tone was, even. It Because he was such... He felt sort of place to begin with. Yeah. He felt like a stereotypical villain. Like, right. not very Nolan-y. You know what I mean?
0: Right, right. And
1: then, I, I just felt... I, I've never felt confused. And usually, I'm, I'm very... Uh, I try to be engaged with the movie, but I couldn't, I couldn't grab anything.
0: Here's a here's problem with this movie. Mm. Before I saw it, I had already been introduced to some of the preconceived notions that it was going to be very complicated. So I didn't go into it watching the movie like a normal person and taking it in like a normal person. I went in hyper-focus, right? Mm. Trying to understand what Mm. was happening here because I knew it was going to be tough and I didn't want to leave the movie going. What was that? Because if I knew if I went in not knowing anything, I wouldn't have paid the necessary attention and wouldn't have gotten it. Here's the problem. We got to a certain part when even with hyper-focus, I didn't even get snacks this time. I love me some movie snacks. Did not get snacks. I respect that. Yeah. It's dedication. No crunches. None. None. Actually, real funny. Remember when you kicked that chick out of that seat? She like she's like, I wanna sit here. It's like, well this is my seat. And she's always like, What does it matter? And he's like, Well it matters to me. <laughs> What movie was it for? The Tenet. Tenet. Oh, no, man. Yeah. <laughs> he picked the two seats in the whole movie theater specifically he wanted us to sit in. Yeah. <laughs> not I've, the two every beside, time. Not Wait, the one besides. Remember
2: beside. Star Wars Dale? Remember how it was with The Force oh, Awakens? Oh, man. Remember the guy <laughs> on his phone?
1: Yeah. Remember the guy on his phone the whole oh, time? Oh, my goodness. It's the worst. Well, yeah. tell us a story. You hear now.
0: I'm say, what happened? Got on the phone. What did you do?
1: Got on the phone. Fo- I think it, you kept kicking his chair. Well,
0: I, I, so- told I told him. It's when we
1: saw Solo. Yeah. And he was right in front of you. Oh, Solo. Yeah. And I was kind of just getting out of my vision. You know, I was turning at the right angle, so I'm like, I'm not seeing <laughs> that light. And But I remember Matt just, like, touching him, like...
2: Tapping hey, man, on shoulder. can you... Can, hey, man, can you please turn it off? Like, like I tried it pralate, the first pralate. time. The first time, I'm always polite. But then, if well, like he it keeps going. going, then... Yeah, this is going to get serious. What like, bro, get? really? Those, I'm like, bro, can you please...
0: Those taps were hard. Yeah, man, I believe you. Yep. Matt's, like, six six two eighty, 280, so you could have just picked them up and just <laughs> broken them over <all>, yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Anyway, the point I was trying to say is that the preconceived notion as hard as i was trying to focus we got to a point when i'm like i'm lost Mm -hmm. everything i thought i was following is doesn't seem to be adding up we're in this point where there's this whole new confusing scene my scene remember when they go through the there's the glass window pane when he ends up backwards reverse bullet shooting his wife yeah but then at the same time you can see him on both sides going through different times at the same time easily the most complicated part of the movie 100%, 100%, right? And yeah. then, to make it more complicated, they all do the little switcheroo. They all go through the little, what do they call the turnstile? Turnstile, the yeah. Turn, they go through the turnstile, and then some of them are on the other right. side, but then they're seeing themselves on the other side of the other, and I'm just yeah. like, wait, I understood that the whole you can go backwards through time, you can go forwards through time, but I didn't understand you could go backwards and forwards through time at the same time, and then that led to the scene where John David Washington... We don't go both at the same time. When he was fighting himself in the airplane hangar, they go... No, 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 his... his past
2: self was mm-hmm. going forward and his future self is going backwards through time that's why he's, it's not he's not experiencing it at the same time no
0: no i understand it's two yeah. different people yeah right well right. I, I mean it's him in the future fighting himself in the past yeah exactly right as if that was like not complicated enough yeah, yeah. Like,
1: even
2: i mean that part
0: is, that's where it was like still easy but and here's, here's what yeah when they're
1: with the with the painting when they're pulling the heist with the painting. Yeah, yeah. but, yes.
0: but yeah. see, it should have been easy, but it wasn't because it gets to a point when officially him and Neil, yeah. Robert Pattinson, yeah. go in there initially and they see three bullets on the glass. Yes. Right? Yeah. When later on in the movie, while we find out how that happens when he, you know, yeah. reverse shoots the three bullets, he that the bullets were being shot by future protagonists. Yes. Why was he trying to shoot past protagonists when he knew it was him? Well, he wasn't shooting
2: past it. He, like, he was fighting, and he's pulling the trigger. Yeah, like, why were you pulling the trigger against yourself? he's holding a gun. I mean, it's accidental, probably. But why were you holding a gun in the
0: first place? You knew who you were going to encounter.
2: I mean, that's a good point, unless he just forgot that that's he was going to be saying. fighting himself. Uh, like, it happened quite quickly. Like, he, he got blown
0: through the thing. Yeah, but not quick enough for me to be confused. Somebody but he got blown through the thing, and he's the, then he's in a fight. Matt, if you were if Matt was fighting Matt, how long would it take you to realize Matt was fighting Matt? I mean, mean, that's a a decent plot hole. Okay, that's a decent plot hole. And this leads to my bigger issue. A lot of Nolan's work, the ending can be ambiguous. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind that at all. But what ambiguous means is that it could be this or it could be that. It's an interpretation. It's simple. It's It's up to you to interpret based on what you've seen and you can decide for yourself. Yes. I don't believe this movie was ambiguous in that I don't believe some of these points were explainable. I think he was taking too far of a stretch to where it got out of control where I don't think I could sit down with him and he could walk me through it, totally. through it and I would have that, oh, moment. I don't think that could ever happen. Okay,
2: so this this where it goes. I think it goes back to Daniel's point about, uh, th- I think it goes back to Daniel's point where he's like Nolan being too Nolan on this episode, mm-hmm. All right, on this movie. And like, I think he could explain it. We still wouldn't understand it. Like he, he literally sat there and in that's why I think
1: he intentionally
2: made it confusing. And for and, whatever reason and, he has. And now back to Daniel's point about like this this cookie cutter Russian bad guy yeah. and blah blah blah. It's like I think he had to dumb it down to that level right. for us so that we could have an enjoyable movie with this insane concept mm-hmm. overarching the whole but thing. But why
1: didn't he do that before?
2: With what? Why not? With with things like
1: Inception. I feel like that movie is not dumb. Even though it's not as complicated as Tenet, it doesn't feel like he dumbed it down even a little bit.
2: Um, okay. Interstellar so, as well. No, but people were, people complained about Inception being too complicated. Lots lots of the mainstream... So you're saying so maybe think,
1: from feedback from certain movies in his career, so, then yeah. he started to dumb it so down. So here,
2: here's my thing. I think Nolan... This, this is a hot take. I think Nolan is very susceptible to criticism. Ah. Okay. I think so look what happened with Inception and uh, before that he made Inception and he's like, "Oh, uh, everybody's like, "Oh, your your movies don't have strong women and your women your 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 movies are far too complicated and lack emotion and the characters aren't personable enough." So then he goes and makes Interstellar. Which is all about love as the overarching theme. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's still complicated, but it's like love is the core. Feminine He, has, are he has a bunch of feminine characters. They're mm-hmm. stronger. They have agency and stuff like this. And people go, "Oh my god, that's way too sappy." So then, what is he like? Th- th- that's a huge complaint with with interstellar. With interstellar, is that it's too sappy? The to love, dumb, a dumbass complaint. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, but it, and it was cheesy. Like, oh, love. Trans- is the only thing we can't perceive that transcends but I think the you're universes onto something, and stuff like this. Very much. and So then so. so then he goes and makes Dunkirk, which is the least personable movie of all time. It's, hist- Th- it's was, his first historic film. It's his first historic film, but it's it has zero connection with any of the characters. You don't know their names. can't hear what they're saying. It, you, you, you're supposed to be in the action with them, so yeah. you are supposed to be the character. And so then he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make the movie that I want to make. I'm going to make it dumb for for people who want to be dumb. And I'm going to make it extreme for the people who want to be analyzing this for the next three years. And he goes and he makes this movie where it's like, the guy's not even going to have a name. He's going to be the protagonist. And the chick is going to be... Willful and strong and this and that, but like she's gonna be a, a ridiculous love interest because she's towering over all of the men that she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be attracting, and he's gonna. And the movie is gonna be so complicated that only I am gonna understand and it. That's how I honestly feel. <laughs> I feel yeah, like sure. he's
1: so frustrated with with these criticisms, probably. right? And he's like, You think I like time? I'll show you all about time. I'll show you what I really yes. think about time. Yes. Yeah.
0: But this was back to my point about it not actually being ambiguous in that with Interstellar and Inception, we could sit down for a couple hours and work it out and probably all come to the same conclusion about Something what satisfying. The, yeah. Something satisfying. I think we even agree to the mm-hmm. point the movie's trying to make, mm-hmm. to like yes. pull it together. I don't think we're ever gonna agree. I don't think anybody's gonna agree, we're not gonna to come to some conclusion about Tenet, the way it was played out and what each scene meant and like what the motive was supposed to be. We're never gonna get there. And I don't think if Nolan was sitting here, even him giving us his piece, I think we'd still push back on some of the stuff. That's my problem so with Tenet. So what do you definitely. think
2: he what do you think he would like what would what, what would what would you want the movie to be? Like what would you want it to to say? What would you want that it didn't already say?
0: I would want to be able to study the timelines, the complex timelines, leave them complex. I love a good complex plot line. I would love to be able to study the individual timelines of all the characters and actually be able to come to a consensus Hmm. about I want that. I want the best thing about interstellar is that when I was done, I didn't have all the pieces, Mm -hmm. but when I researched it and I thought about it and I spoke with other people about it, they helped me pull it together and I'm like, got it. Sure. I want that got it moment. I want to have to work for it. I agree. I want to have to work for it. Me too. Tenet made me just feel dumb. Because no matter how Definitely. much I talked about it or researched it, I went through all the YouTube videos having people explain yeah. it. Yeah. And like I honestly feel today I understand it less than the day I walked out of the <laughs> room for the first time. <laughs> and I don't think I'm alone. That's the right. thing. I don't yeah, think I'm alone. Yeah, and I, I'm with I'm you, bro. Gonna I'm never going to have that you. satisfactory yes. Sure. I got it and it all ties together beautifully. Mm-hmm. I will work for years to get there. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's ever going to get there with this movie. But, and there's it's it's only impossible. been you know, 10 months, eight months, you know, you said
2: years, give it some time. Okay. he will come think around. It'll, all right, right. You You'll think think it's, come it's, around. Okay. He'll come Somebody's around. Somebody's like, going to come up with a really good explanation video in, in five years from now and you'll be good. So are you okay
0: that the fact that you're never going to be able to tie all the pieces together? Like yeah. I know there's one scene in particular when the, the driving scene. Yeah. When forward protagonist and reverse protagonist are mm-hmm. there as well as yeah. Seder, but you don't see reverse protagonist. Yeah. And yeah, man, yeah it's that's, the craziest yeah,
2: yeah. scene of all time. The car chase scene. And I love it to pieces because it's so ambitious. And like, I like his, his action sequences are incredible. 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 The final scene, the final sequence where they're in that Russian place with the, where they're trying to stop the explosion yeah, at the end. Spelled 12 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like when you see the building blow up twice,
0: it's yes, probably but, the craziest thing but I've ever why? seen. Elsewhere. Why? Why Matt? Because because it's amazing. No, but it wasn't done to be amazing. It, it was, was done to it was done to solidify more of the time plot that he was trying to show. How the turf it was what was it? It was a what do you call those? RPG. The yeah. RPG hit the bottom and hit the right. and the other one hit the top, yeah. but then the building collapsed and then it came back up, but then it collapsed from a different spot. Like, what are you trying to teach? I know you, I know Nolan's trying to teach me more about his way of viewing time in this movie, but how does that split second massive action scene make things less confusing? Oh, no, it
2: was definitely not there to be. That scene, that moment was there to be awesome. But I I, I feel like
1: Nolan does everything for a reason. He has,
2: but it, it, well, it was in line with the fact that this team is moving forward through time. And then when it crosses over at that moment, It also comes back and gets blown up again. So that was like a get, benchmark. Yeah, that was that was to yeah. solidify the benchmark in time. That right. this is where things right. are crossing over that tenant moment. Um, and by I mean, time, by the time we, we got there, though,
0: I was too discouraged. Sure, I, I get that. Right, I get that. To enjoy the cinematic experience of that tower being mm. blown up twice. So then, right. that, and that's why the movie is is that is that like twofold chord, right? It's like. It can just be awesome. It can be a great action. It's movie. It's a great that's action true. movie. It, know, and that's and some, why we he calls all love
1: them. movies like Demolition Man, but those it's, are different calibers of absolutely. action movie. I, I cannot
2: like just say that a Nolan movie is just an action movie. And it isn't. It's 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 practical effects. It is true. Yeah. Insane I mean, explosions back and forth. It is reverse bungee jumping. Mm-hmm. It is like the, the the it is reverse car. demolition is not demolition man it's It's not it's not but uh, just when you say action movie i know it's such a a,
1: if 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 that's an action movie that's an incredible exactly i have some more
0: points that i have issues with but with
1: what with what you said before about it being complex and you know you have no problem with the timelines it's i love nolan for that for his complex take on there's dreams there's space travel there's timelines yeah but it's these little things that we keep mentioning that like derailed the whole movie and discouraged me
0: later on. I was just yeah. like, I'm trying to keep up. I don't mind complex. I love complex. Yeah, I yeah, love to yeah. be challenged when I'm watching Definitely. a movie. If I go in and it's like a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible, I'm going to have a good time. I'm not challenged in any way. Yeah. right? Yeah. But there's a difference between being challenged and simply making a movie that was nonsensical. And I'm... I'm fully aware that I may just not be bright enough to comprehend all the moving timelines. I'm about questioning
1: it. my intelligence. with this. I,
0: I clearly have. Like I just, and that's possible, but at the same time, I'd like to think that I am in the larger percentile of people that are, you know, movie buffs and Nolan buffs that watching his previous work, I should be ahead of the game being able to understand <laughs> this compared <laughs> to other people. And I'm not, I'm you've just had, not. You've
1: had plenty of precursors.
0: I have. This time. Is time we- precurals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and I, I like I f- I feel like I want to hear a clear explanation of this movie. Mm-hmm. And still, it still sounds like nonsense.
0: Yeah. And like my other issue is that as complicated as the timeline was, and we had to deal with that, it was a two and a half hour movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was a handful of very, very, very important casts, right? I don't, I don't think there needed to be. Protagonist was important. Mm-hmm. Neil was important. Sure. Uh, Neil's... We've already spoiled things, whatever. Neil's mom was important. Mm-hmm. Neil at a different age was important, right. right? So, like, not only am I trying to understand the timeline of how all of these fit together, but I'm also trying to analyze the character piece. And there were so many, right? There were so many interesting characters, that I couldn't feel like I could dive into any of them and follow any of them along with their journey because I was just trying to understand how everybody was fitting together at any moment in time because sometimes they were there at the same time as mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. Like, I just... I couldn't enjoy any one part of the movie because of the complexity. That's uh, what I'm trying and to say. So, maybe what the
2: problem was with you guys
0: is that you were
2: trying to understand it when he literally told you in the first 20 minutes not to. He told you to
1: feel
0: it. No, I know. I, I have the quote. I wrote the quote down. It's when... It's when protagonist gets introduced to the inverse bullet
2: Mm -hmm. at the same time. When
0: you get introduced to the movie and the the structure, he said, don't, don't just trust me. But she actually says in the script, when he's asking her how does this work, this doesn't make any sense. She goes, don't try to understand it. Feel it. Who do you think she's talking to? She's not talking to the protagonist. She's She's talking to you. She's
2: talking to
1: all of us. I felt that when she said it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm following what Nolan's trying to do. Yeah. He wants you to feel it.
0: Here's here's my other issue with the way he was using time. Right. I understand the concept of it's the the Terminator timeline, right? Where everything has always happened. You're not changing it. Yes. Right? People Mm -hmm. coming back from the future It always was going to be that way. It's inevitable. Right. That I can comprehend. What I didn't like with this timeline was that it with the inverse bullet scene when he was first being shown what that was for the first time. Yeah. The way it was described it wasn't that oh, this is how it always was and it always happened. Mm. She even said, "If you didn't put your hand there, the bullet wouldn't have come up." Right. So it's almost making it seem as if somebody is causing the inverse to happen. Mm-hmm. Not that it always happened. Right. Somebody's actually causing it to happen. Like uh, there's a bullet hole in a wall, and somebody could inversely shoot it, and it could go back into the gun. But they're making it seem as if you never do that, the bullet won't ever come. Sort but then, how was the right? bullet there in the
2: first place? Because th- that's that's the relationship with time, right? It's like we're it's moving forward, a you circle. cause, but and this is where it gets messy is that it's like cause and effect. And it's like, like, well, it's cause first and then effect it, when time is going backwards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, it's, crazy. It's, crazy. it's crazy. It's crazy. It just, it it's made crazy. me, it made me think that it wasn't as simple as time is time. And that bullet was always going to end up back in the gun she really explained it as, listen, if you don't shoot the bullet, it's not going to end back up in your gun. Like, for instance, that wall that the bullets were inversely coming out of,
2: mm-hmm.
0: if, what if he shot it again? There was obviously more bullets in the stone, but he never did. So what happens? Does the bullets, they don't come back? They just stay in there?
2: So, well, in that case, it was the bullets only that were inverted. That's what I'm saying. How
1: it's how so Isn't is it a constant, evolving time? Like so how are how,
0: how are individual things inverted? Yeah. But they're not inverted on the whole time. Well, they're frame. talking about
2: they reverse the entropy of the the I think the cells or the atoms. Right, of but the, they never explain right. the how that happens. Of course not, because that that would like it's
0: too crazy. Right, because so this t- 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 it's a this is, It
1: wasn't it wasn't time travel. It was just like. Like objects were Correct. all traveling.
0: Correct. But here's the thing. You could, you could inverse yourself through time. Yep. Also, time was simultaneously inversing. Yep. But at the same time, you could also then inverse specific objects outside of what I just said. Outside of the normal inverse of time, you could inverse this bullet. Aside. Like, I didn't understand how you could inverse certain things but not other things. Right. right. Either everything is inversed and not inverse, moving through time Simultaneously. I so, believe they gave so, an explanation yeah, for, for that.
2: I think it was that in the future they were reversing the
0: entropy of things with the technology that they had in the future.
1: Only in the future. But
0: that doesn't make no sense either because it's not like I have a bullet and I put it on the ground and now I shoot it and it comes back to my gun. I would have had to have shot the bullet into the ground first at some previous time. So just because mm-hmm. you reversed the entropy of the bullet doesn't mean that it was in the wall. Somebody would have so, had to shoot it okay, in the wall.
2: Okay, so they said in the um, the, the woman, that same woman says that uh, we're finding a lot of detritus from the war in the future, right? So um, things that were done in the future are now traveling back through time. So they find this this slab full of bullet holes that are have reverse entropy now, but they are move, But we're seeing it in our time, so the bullet would come back to the gun. I I and,
1: I can't I can't that, really make that item that you're saying that that wall that yeah. bullet hole is from the past. Like I'm understanding the movie is from before, the future. speaking.
2: Yeah, that's
1: from the future. Yeah. They're not getting it from the past. They're not having it, like...
2: No, it's coming... Like, it's, it's there. Like, yeah. it's a part of the ground. And right, it's right. In okay, the future, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. And they found it, and it's like, oh, this is from the future. Is there any like, way... just like how I'm, Seder, I'm,
1: I'm not gonna lie. I'm understanding the movie more.
2: Just like, like how Seder... Just how, like how Seder found at the beginning... Like, when he was a child, the, the tank full of the gold and the instructions from the future. Yeah. He, they're finding <sighs> the bullets inside this dirt slab thing from the future
0: yeah it's different finding something that was from the future and actually being able to use something inversely that was supposed to be from the future yeah that's the terminator thing oh i found this thing who put it here oh actually it was your mom who from the future came back and like that you can kind of understand the timeline it's still linear that timeline is still linear yeah this timeline was not. And no, got,
2: it, and that's the thing it's not linear. It's it, it well it is, but is you can go you can I feel like it combines and a you lot can of rewind, concepts of but time. it's like taking a tape and putting it in your VCR and rewinding it while you're going forward in time.
0: Yes, except for the fact that they now had these inverse bullets which make me seem that like you could have had the movie where it's literally just going linearly forward through time. And you still could have had the inverse bullets. There was no, like they mm-hmm. don't fall in line with the other timeline. They're saying, Oh, we were able to create these. It's like, cool. But you could we have said just they were able to create these scientist ladies. that ladies. Yeah. yeah said that. She she said said lady. We can't create it. We don't know how she I, said. We don't know how they did this. Sorry. So somebody did it. It wasn't in her, the future. Correct. I'm pr- I'm Okay. I thought you said they created it. No, no, no. Now I'm feeling like
1: like I know less and less about this movie as we're talking
2: about it. Previously, you said you're understanding more and more. Now you're saying less and less. Ten minutes ago, (laughs) you was getting better.
1: I was getting better. Now I'm like, was I even aware when I was watching Do
0: the people listening at home, you're listening right now to this. How confused are you? That's what I'm concerned about. This actual conversation.
1: This conversation
2: is crazy. All I'm saying is you need to watch this movie like a foreign film. Rewatch the movie with subtitles on and it's going to be a whole different experience
1: I, I still hate it but I do want to watch it again you should and I'm open I'm really open should. to maybe having a different opinion maybe
2: we should watch this together I think we should yeah, yeah.
1: maybe I think we should, we should give it a with go.
2: lots of pausing and uh, explanation
0: videos along the way I think so too to conclude
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I don't have the answer to this so I'm hoping when you do um, where does Chris, Christopher Nolan go from here right Aha. do so we know This is the thing. There's been no announcements, as far as I know. Daniel's the the
2: the master.
1: I I was wondering that actually while we were talking about this. Does he does he go back to, I don't know, making a studio ish movie?
2: No. So he's
1: completely Nolan. Nolanized now.
2: Like full Nolan. I think he's gonna go. Like I don't think it's gonna be maybe. Like this is the thing. Okay, with even with Tenet, he doesn't make a lot of like space movies right like interstellar was the only one inception is a very just like espionage like we're going to dreams but it's genres
1: he uses just Mm -hmm. like the genres he uses to tell his stories
2: yeah like it's sci-fi yeah but it feels like it's right now Mm -hmm. right like even tenet it's like it feels like it's modern day like they just have regular guns it just feels
1: like a a few years ahead
2: yeah interstellar same uh, inception same thing like even interstellar it's kind of like right now and they get the call and they they have normal little airplanes or spaceships, but they go through a, you know, um, oh, they, I mean, they do have a little bit more tech, like with the the robot and stuff like that. But, m- but the point not, is, it's like his stuff isn't crazy sci-fi like uh, Blade Runner yeah, or yeah. Um, Transformers or something like that. Yeah. So it's like a possible future. Yeah. 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 And, and so I think it's going to be something along similar lines, like st- sticking in st- sci-fi. Yeah, I think yeah. It'll, like because I think he just loves the concept, these these higher concepts. He's the only one allowed to play with these in this indie way. Like if this was an art house film, everybody would be going like, "Whoa, man!" Like, have you guys ever seen Good Primer? Point. Good point. If this
1: was no. a low budget, imagine Tenant on a low budget.
2: People would be losing
1: their how minds. How would that be? I think it would have a totally different reaction. Have you seen Primer? I haven't, but I want to. I, it's
2: the like crazy time travel movie. Yeah. But it's yeah. extremely low budget. It's two guys, and it's one of the most complicated movies ever made. And doesn't make sense though. It well, people have like written stuff, and, essays. Like, oh, there's there's it's crazy.
1: A bunch of diagrams about it. I'm, I haven't seen it, so I don't know.
2: Yeah, and it, it's like. Did you have a harder
1: time understanding that or Tenet?
2: The ending is where it's like, whoa like uh, most of it you're kind of like okay 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 and then it just keeps getting crazier and crazier and crazier kind of like Tenet but um, so what is he going to do next he hasn't said D- does does he follow the criticism like I think that he does and it's like is, does he dumb it down I think he dumbs it down a little bit well I mean I think he, he dumbs it
0: down he can't possibly go more Nolan-y on the next they minute. thought oh. that about Inception that's, that's- <laughs> That is so it true. And once more it Nolan is gone. Yeah, exactly. So true. Can, so, can so he true. be
1: doing a superhero movie again? A Marvel movie? No. Can no. he do a rom-com?
0: No. Nolan rom-com? No rom-com. No. no way. It'll be something... Here's a, here's the thing, though. This is what makes Nolan Nolan, and this is a great way to end. Mm. We don't know what the next one's going to be, yes. but it's going to be unique. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Right? Yes. What yes. an ending. See, I just come I'm, up with this oh, stuff off the top of my head sometimes. That was great.
2: That was beautiful. Anything, Anything else? else? I loved it.
0: Boys. Thanks for...
1: Letting me come on the show. Anytime. you it. We'll be
0: back. Absolutely. I tried to keep
1: up with you guys. I feel like my, my brain is a little slow right now. And you guys are way smarter than me. And only because the way you explained Tenant made me like think. What are you talking about, Matt? I don't understand it at all. You explained it better than I thought about it. I'm like, wait, do I like this movie?
0: No, you don't. I mean, nah, you don't. Stay I with me, Stay with me. buddy. Stay with you, Y'all haters. Y'all haters. Listen, I, this is episode number 33. Oh, man. Mm. I, I got to give a big shout out to everyone who stuck with us. Um, obviously, we had a little bit of a break, but now we are back with some great material. We will continue to come out with it. If you are listening, it means you like what we're doing, which means you can be a contributor. Reach out. We love to have everybody we can on this podcast, joining us, talking about a little bit of everything. Whether you're doing laundry right now, whether you're driving to, from work, or wherever you listen to the Inquisitive Bro podcast, thank you very much. We'll be back. Matthew Bond, thanks thank for you. being here, buddy. Thank you, thank you. Wonderful time as always, my friend. Daniel.
1: Thanks for having me. Adios. Take care. Yeah.